0: Let us turn to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And Revelation chapter 21, verse 1. Revelation chapter 21, verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. Again, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. God is the Creator Lord, God is the Creator Lord, God is the Creator Lord. So in the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth, and for himself, for his sake, the heavens and the earth that he created will be kept, and it will also be passed and burnt away. So the world that he began, the world that he created began by him and will end by him. So our faith is to believe in the creator in creationism. So if you believe in creationism 100% that God is the creator God and that he created the heavens and the earth, say amen. So with evolutionary creationism, people believe that God created all things and then explains such processes thereafter with evolutionism. So there is this partial belief incorporating evolution however we believe that from beginning to end God created the heavens and the earth so from beginning to the end it was him in the beginning and it will be him in the end God created all things we believe this that God created and he is also going to end all things by his word so Colossians chapter 116 it says for by him all things were created all things were created by Him and for Him. So, our faith life is knowing that this first heaven and first earth, the first heavens and first earth, will be no more, and we look forward to the new heaven and new earth. He says, "But in keeping with His promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness." As for Second Peter 3:13, last week, what did we talk about? It was about In the beginning. So he who was in the beginning. Last week we talked about God being in the beginning and the time that began by him. It was about God and in regards to time. Now today we are talking about the heavens and the earth that the Creator God created. So the heaven and the earth. So when we talk about the heavens and the earth, we are going to dive in a bit deeper to know where we are, to know where we are headed and to where we must finally end up. So when we talk about heaven and uh, we talk about the universe, when we were young, if asked if there was an end uh, to the universe, we thought it was infinite. We thought that it would go on forever that it would keep going and that there was no end so then is the universe a finite place or infinite place? what do science and scientists say? so in the past uh, they were were debating um, and were not sure whether or not there was or was not an end to the universe and then they were uncertain, and um, and this needed to be answered in order to solve uh, the Big Bang theory, which describes how the universe is expanding, and the universe is still expanding at an accelerated rate. So, with the invention and advancement of uh, telescopes, like the Hubble telescope, they proved that the universe is expanding. Einstein had said he was against the theory, but with the telescope's invention they discovered that it is expanding to this day, that the universe is expanding. But now there is an even more advanced uh, scientific telescope, the James Webb Space Telescope. So these images that you see on the screen are not illustrations, they are real images. This telescope that is launched into space when you look at uh, these images through this telescope, there are these different colors of the galaxies and clusters red blue uh there's these shapes and sizes um, and it's just fascinating it's amazing so people are still uh, discovering and um, and researching and today it is still known and agreed that the universe is still expanding at an accelerated rate and not only in one direction but from all directions, in all directions so it is endlessly expanding just like when you're inflating a balloon so this expanse is expanding uh, uniformly in all directions so this space is enlarging it is expanding, but now there's yet uh, other theories, uh, another theory that says that the universe was in existence from before uh, origins. So before origins, it was there, and that it is expanding though. So they don't have a starting point. Perhaps it may not have been from the Big Bang. That they just say that it was just there and. But they don't know from when, though. But then why does the universe seem to be expanding? Why do you think that it is expanding? We don't know. So they are researching and trying to find out why. And uh, so there, there is this mass in the universe. And they say that visible matter makes up 5% of the universe and invisible matter about 25%. So the visible matter includes the stars and other mass that we can see. But there is matter we cannot see so this invisible matter makes up around 25% that's dark matter. So this dark matter uh, makes up roughly 30% uh, of the universe's total mass and it's uh, Gravity that drives this normal matter to collect and build up into stars and galaxies. So that is just like, it's like gravity that pulls in matter to make stars. And these stars are formed and then it goes into motion and in their galaxies. So that is the influence of the dark matter. But then there's also dark energy and this dark energy makes up about 70% of this universe. So what does this dark energy do? The function of dark energy is to continuously spread this universe out, expanding it. So it's like pushing the universe apart. So the dark matter pulls things in while dark energy pushes out. So scientists say that is why this universe is expanding scientifically the numbers uh, match up and so then what about the dark energy and dark matter can you see it? no and because we cannot see it, it that's why it's called dark then how can you know that it is there? so it's the forces and without its influence without that then this universe cannot exist and it cannot be explained so then why are these stars and planets in their positions and um, and uh, they are in their set orbits. We And then we see these clusters and these galaxies. Basically, without understanding this dark matter and dark energy, you, you cannot really explain these different phenomena. When this energy, dark energy passes through, then it drives the formation of these planets and stars into position. It is quite fascinating. I don't know if we all understand this. Are we not interested in this type of stuff because it's not relevant to you? So you may just say, I just want those star candies we used to eat back in the day um, as we're not interested in what's going on out there. But uh, anyways, the conclusion of modern science is that, uh, so far, is that man will never understand this mystery of the universe, and they will never go to the end of the universe. You can try to invent and research as much as you want, but this is beyond what man can fathom. So that is a given, that is just a known fact that you will never know, it will be a mystery and it will be unsolved, and that man will never be able to go beyond the universe, and they clap their hands and congratulate everybody that this is the conclusion. Um, that we cannot go out of the universe. And what do you say? You don't know? You don't know? So we cannot go beyond this universe by our flesh, but we can go by I, the soul. Hallelujah. So now knowing the Bible, uh, just basically the fundamentals, and knowing the basic scientific uh, studies and theories out there in the world today, you close your eyes and in one split second, they can't solve the spiritual matter, but we have. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible speaks about God, who, He who in the beginning created the heavens and the earth, the heavens and the earth. In Genesis one one, in the beginning is referring to the starting point of all things. But John chapter one one talks about the beginning that is. Everlasting to everlasting, that it is the word that was in the beginning. So in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So in the beginning, in John one one, is not the starting point of all things. It is a point before time in eternity. So for, uh, so everlasting to everlasting, it's a different point in time that is referring to Genesis chapter one. Is, it, Speaks about the physical time and John one one is referring to the spiritual time that has no time limitations where there's no beginning and no end, and that is eternity. So you understand it's different. So now God created the heavens. Is there any end in the universe? Is it infinite? The no, the Bible says that there are three heavens. It there are three heavens. Um uh and that's what it says in the bible everybody who graduated from logos knows what the first heaven is the the first heaven is the heaven within the atmosphere the sky um it's uh where the clouds the creatures can breathe live and function uh that is where gravity applies and that is the heaven within the atmosphere then there is the second heaven which is the heaven of the firmament the expanse uh it's the space so let us turn to Genesis chapter one everybody knows this already but let's turn there Genesis chapter one verse six and God said let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water so God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it and it was so God called the expanse sky expanse expanse so let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water so the earth was covered with water all over the surface even scientists agree with this now The scientists did not know that the universe is covered by water. Einstein did, but no other scientists did. So it is like a water-soap bubble, like a water-covered soap bubble. So when we look at the Bible, when God separated water from water, this is referring to the universe. As the universe was covered with water, and the separating of water from water, the water above and water below. So there is the water above that covers the universe and the waters below that cover the earth and the space in between is the expanse. Then there is the third heaven and that is uh, the heaven above the heavens, the heaven above the heavens. First Kings 8, 27, It says the heavens, even the highest heaven, cannot contain you. So now we already we agree that there are plural heavens. The heavens here is plural. So there are the first and second heavens, and then there is a another heaven, a totally different realm or space where there is no concept of time or space uh or limitations and that is the third heaven the third heaven how did paul describe it uh he's he said he was caught up in the third heaven and then he further describes he was caught up in paradise so the third heaven is paradise this, uh, there's paradise and it's the spiritual heaven so the first and second heavens are all in the confines of this universe But the third heaven is beyond this universe outside of the universe and it is a spiritual heaven where there is paradise and uh, paradise is there and our father's house uh, is there, which is also in the spiritual heaven, the third heaven. So you you got this review. This universe, the space uh, is called in the Bible Hades. Uh, Why did Hades come into existence? God created Hades to use it. Uh, let us turn to Isaiah chapter 14. Isaiah chapter 14:12, "How you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn, you have been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low the nations, you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven, I will raise my throne above the stars of God, I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly, on the utmost heights of the sacred mountain." I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. So it refers to uh, heaven um, and it refers to Hades. Um, that it says, but you are brought down to the grave, to the depths of the pit. So an archangel named Luciel was in heaven. And now we see here how he had this ungrateful mind that entered into his heart. That he wanted to be like God. Uh, That he was going to ascend above the tops of the clouds, I will make myself like the Most High. So he had this enter into his heart um, to become like God, and God saw him as detestable, and so He cast him out to the depths of the pit, down to the grave, which is this universe. The Luciel said that he was going to become like God, and this happened in which heaven? Which heaven? You don't want to answer you know all this that where is the place that Lucifer challenged God it it was in the third heaven so it was in the spiritual heaven where the archangel wanted to become like God the most high above the stars meaning above the other angels and everything else and God saw this as uh, detestable as defiling and so he created Hades the depths of the pit The grave and cast him down there that is why hades the universe was created the universe we have to know why the universe was created and it says in the bible why it was created and the purpose was for it to be a vast prison cell a vast prison cell to contain who to contain who it was for the devil and his fallen angels the devil and his fallen angels. were Hades was prepared. Amen. So now until when? Second Peter 2.4 It says for if God did not spare angels when they sinned. But sent them to hell. Putting them in gloomy dungeons. To be held for judgment. To be held for judgment. So it is until the great day of judgment. So this universe is like prison cell. It is a place of eternal punishment that is going to be burning forever. And I will explain that a bit later. But now first, who was cast out of the third heaven, the spiritual heaven and cast into this universe? It was the devil and the fallen angels. The devil and the fallen angels, third of the population of angels, were cast out from heaven with the devil into the universe and now in this universe God created the earth and created a man and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being Adam a spirit that has flesh a spiritual being that has flesh he was placed in the garden of Eden and was told not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because if you do then you will surely die then In the garden, who else was there? It was the devil in the form of a serpent who tricked and deceived Eve, saying that you you will not die if you eat it, for you will become like God, that you too can become like God. And that was the deception of the devil, and Eve ate it, and also gave it to her husband Adam, and they ate. In the midst of all this, God called them and question them and then eventually cast them out of the Garden of Eden. Their fate uh, was to become slaves of the devil following him to hell. Matthew chapter 25, 41 says this. That it became man's fate to become slaves of the devil and be held bound with him. That was man's destiny. That was their fate that was set in place in Genesis chapter 3. The moment they were kicked out of the garden of Eden it did not matter if civilization tried to spring up over and over again in advance. It was said that all uh that all mankind were hell bound with the devil, but God had a plan uh for them to repent and to be saved so now that is why he called his people Israel. And through his people, Israel, his works are now in motion uh, through his dispensation. So now the people of Israel, the descendants of Abraham, became God's people. And this was all within the plan of God as he intended to show a sample, that there were lessons for them to learn, examples to learn from. So uh, for that, they were all brought to be slaves in the land of Egypt, And so they were sent over to Egypt and they became slaves. And after uh, 400 years, as he promised, it was time for them to be liberated. So God sent Moses to lead them out. Now the people to be liberated were called my people, the people of God. And they were given the law, the law of Moses. They were given these commandments to keep the commandments. So how many points in uh, Exodus 20? There were 10 commandments, but beyond that, there were a total of 613 points to the law. And now that they were given all these points of the law, what the most real and most important commandments that they were always uh, to be making sure to keep were the laws concerning the Sabbath. So now let us turn to Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 to 11. So do you understand? So if you hear it multiple times, you'll be able to understand. Amen? So Exodus 28-11, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your animals, nor the alien within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. The Sabbath. So out of all the many commandments, the laws regarding the Sabbath, uh, everyone needed to pay attention, to open their eyes, because it did not matter where they went on any other day, but on this day, the Sabbath, they were not to do any work in detail. They were, were not to go to any place more than a certain distance. And it was heavily regulated. And if they went against these regulations, then they were to be put to death. Like if they serve different God or an idol God, then they would be put to death. Likewise, for breaking the Sabbath, um, the Sabbath doing work, it might be doing some more extra work perhaps but it was considered as the same as um, uh, as an evil deed and they were put to death so why was this given to them it was for them to remember remember and keep remember and keep the Sabbath they were to remember the Sabbath and what did they remember they remembered the Creator God they were to remember God who is the Creator God So the Israelites were given all these different points of the law but there was one that stood out uh, the most and it was the law regarding the keeping of the Sabbath because if they did not, um, they were to be stoned to death. So the reason God gave the people of Israel the law was to emphasize that they should uh, keep the Sabbath holy. Why? 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 To remember who on that day to remember the creator God, so when we talk about june twenty fifth in korea uh Ju- we say remember june twenty fifth remember june twenty fifth why why are we were we always told to remember june twenty fifth It was to remind us that the communists were up in the north that um at that time the north and the south uh uh, due to this conflict, the the people um, struggled. And um, and so to remember June 25th, what the communists did on June 25th, 1950. But, and likewise, why did God keep on reminding them about the Sabbath? It was because to remind them that God is the eternal creator, that God created in the beginning, the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and that is why they were to remember, to remind themselves over and over again by keeping the Sabbath. Now, after this, we see how the people of Israel continued to commit sin. They defiled the Sabbath, the laws. That we see in Isaiah how they were criticized, and the people of Israel kept defiling the laws of the Sabbath, and they kept on committing sin. It, it was so difficult to keep. Like, if it was me, I would probably ju- would just sleep all day. That if you, but then if you have to sleep all day, it's you just um, you're itching all over. You just have to be doing something. It works the opposite that people can't just stay still. So, but God was saying to remember the Sabbath, to remember that I, God Jehovah, is the Creator who created the heavens and the earth. Now, in the midst of this, we see how throughout the history of Israel, They were brought to destruction. Uh, they, were, um, they lost their sovereignty. And, and they questioned why did our Lord Jehovah being our God. We know we are the creator's people. But why are we plagued with all these disasters? There must be something wrong. So that is why a people emerged who sought ways to somehow fix the situation. And they were the Pharisees. Who were the Pharisees? The Pharisees they invented the Pharisee movement, uh in which um they were the self proclaimed righteous and uh they needed to keep uh the law to be considered righteous. And they added on to the law, uh, to be considered righteous and um to be, they were self-righteous, and they wanted to reflect on why God was punishing Israel as they were inflicted with wars and destruction. And they concluded that there must be something wrong, and it must be not keeping the Sabbath. So that is why then they wanted to see how they could keep the Sabbath holy, uh, even more and better. And in, and they uh, added on uh, thirty-nine additional points to the law. In the law of Moses, there were not these 39 extra uh, laws that regulations that were added to the Sabbath keeping. So they extended onto this law and ultimately they became slaves to the Sabbath. They became slaves to the Creator. They were supposed to be uh, the people of the Creator, but they ended up becoming slaves. And it was a very painful uh, dilemma. Uh, and they were, were pain and agony as they questioned why they were so cursed and if they really had no hope. So we know how it is on the Sabbath that everything and anything that was done in the temple, they were not supposed to do it on the Sabbath. They were not supposed to light up anything uh, they, or they were not supposed to light the incense or make bread. So any type of labor was prohibited and thirty nine additional uh, laws were added on to it. Uh, so even to this day there are the Orthodox Jews who are uh, very um, they have their you, you know they have their unique image um, and uh, they say, um, can you push this elevator button because they can't uh, move they can't turn on any electricity. They cannot flick up a switch as they need to abstain from work on the Sabbath, so to this day they are being enslaved to the they are being enslaved to the Creator to this day because they just misunderstand, misunderstand this law and why God gave them this law uh and the one who liberated them so so in the meanwhile they were waiting for the Messiah to rescue them from this. Uh, these harsh commands and cruel laws, and the Messiah uh, had to come, and the prophecies uh, from the prophets were given to the people of Israel, and like we read in the book of proverbs eight twenty five so uh, proverbs chapter eight twenty three I was the Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was appointed from eternity from the beginning before the world began. When there were no oceans, I was given birth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the earth or its fields or any of the dust of the world, I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundary so the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was the craftsman at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence. So before the heavens and earth were created, I was there. So before the heavens and earth were created, I was there. And what did he do? It says, with the craftsmen he was there with him in verse thirty. It says, "Then I was a craftsman at his side. I, I then I was a craftsman at his side. I was filled with delight day after day. So he was rejoicing together uh, with God as all things were being created. The Creator, the Creator who created the heavens and the earth, the One, He who created the heavens and the earth. Well, let us continue rejoicing in His." whole world and delighting in mankind now then my sons listen to me so it is the, list, now then my sons listen to me blessed are those who keep my ways listen to my instruction and be wise do not ignore it so the creator is saying that he is going to come and then uh, now then my sons listen to me blessed are those who keep my ways listen to my instruction And be wise, do not ignore it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. So 34, again. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For whoever finds me, finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But whoever fails to find me, harms himself. All who hate me, love death whoever fails to find me harms himself all who hate me love to death so now then my sons so it says before the heavens and earth were created i was there and what did he do that when god created he was there with him in verse 30 it says then i was the craftsman at his side I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence. So he was rejoicing together with God as all things were being created. The creator, the creator who created the heavens and the earth. He who created the heavens and the earth. And then, um, so let us continue. Rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind delighting in mankind so the son of man was there when he when God created that's why it says I was a craftsman at his side I was filled with delight day after day rejoicing always in his presence rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind and then now then my sons listen to me blessed are those who keep my ways listen to my instruction and be wise Do not ignore it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. So verse 34 again. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But whoever fails to find me harms himself. All who hate me love death. So the Creator uh, is going to come, it says here. And that's why it says to waiting, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. It is the Creator who will come, waiting at my doorway. So the Creator will come, so wait, for blessed are the ones who wait. So that is why Israel was waiting for the Messiah. The Messiah is referred to here as the Creator. The creator is going to be to come uh, because their life was full of toil and fear and trembling because of what because of the Sabbath and the Sabbath is to remember who the Creator Jehovah the Lord the Creator hallelujah so this is uh, very ironic but at the same time it's very exact and clear those who believed in the Creator God were living in fear and trembling But then creator God would appear and resolve all this. Hallelujah. And who was this referring to? Because who would come? Yeshua. Yeshua the son of God. Yeshua Christ. So when I see how this all unfolds. And how how precise God's plan is. It is just eerie. How precise the Bible is. And do you think the people who wrote this knew of this? Perhaps not. They were just... Uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit but when we read it, everything we, we can make the connections. Like those who build Legos, do you think they're having fun? Uh, n- Perhaps not the people who are working there but, but those who buy these Lego puzzles, they love it. They love uh, putting these pieces together. You don't know what I'm talking about? Legos? So okay, uh, anyways, the it says the sons were waiting in the doorway and they got tired. They grew tired as they were waiting and waiting and waiting. They grew tired and eventually gave up. And they became subject to the foreigners and lived among the Gentiles. And that is when a man named Jesus Christ appeared. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus appeared before the temple and what did he say? Destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. So what? name was placed in the temple it was the name of jehovah and the name of jehovah is the name of the creator and it was only for the people of israel the, the name jehovah he was the god of israel the god of the flesh and under such name they were given the law of the sabbath and if they kept the sabbath if they kept the laws then that would prolong their life here on earth they would have longevity here on earth but is it better to live longer than dying early right that's right Uh, so they kept the law or tried to but now God is declaring no more that's it I am here that I the creator God is here in front of you and just like we read in the book of Proverbs it is the creator God the word and now let us turn to John chapter 1 Verse one. So when we see how all these things connect, we have to feel the sh- shivers. And that's my blessing, yes, because I feel the shivers, meaning that it's so shocking for me. And if you're moved like that, then you will be transformed. John chapter 1, 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. So who all things were made by who? It was by the one who was in the beginning, by the Word who was in the beginning, and that Word in the who was in the beginning, uh, in the beginning was the Word, and that Word in verse fourteen, the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the One and Only. Uh, the Word became flesh. Who the Creator became flesh and who is he he is Yeshua so this is a eureka moment you have to open your eyes to this that Jesus Christ is who he is the creator he is the one who created the heavens and the earth that he who in the beginning created the heavens and the earth the creator God that if you know this then your cover should all open the worldly glasses will all leave and you and you will be brought to be transformed Who, who is Jesus he is the creator God but people thought that he was just a kind man a humble man who helped pe- people and then died but no this is the creator God who came who came in the flesh who came as man why Because he has a day of birth and a day of death, he came as a creation. Just like a creation that he created, into this created world he came. Jesus, the son of God, he came as a creation. It was God who came as the creation. So when I listen to these words and verses like this, I I can't go to bed how God, the creator, how he became flesh how can the creator come into this universe that he created and be here in the midst of us like us eating and drinking and sleeping and to live and lead a life as a mere man that he created in the form of a servant to die on the cross how can he be uh, the creator so that is why the Jews could not accept this and when They believe in the creator God, they cannot fathom or accept that God came as a creation, as man. But now Jesus said, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. And he was referring to the temple of his body, the temple of his body, saying, if you kill me, I will be raised back up. That if you put me to death, I will be raised back up in three days and that is when you are going to know that I am the creator that according to my words I am going to die and I am going to be raised up in three days and you will realize and you will understand that it is the creator God who came to this earth who died because if it wasn't the creator God uh, shedding his blood on the cross came back to life being the son of God the son of man and he is the word that became flesh he is God who became flesh. He's the creator God who became flesh. The creator himself. Amen. Hallelujah. So he declared that he is the father of all souls. Of spirits. And if you keep the truth. And you know the truth. You will be given eternal life. Eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. In the spiritual heaven. You will be given eternal life. Amen. Hallelujah. Last week. Uh we mentioned this. So let us turn to John chapter 8 56 to 59 Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet 50 years old the Jews said to him and you have seen Abraham. I tell you the truth Jesus answered before Abraham was born I am. So the Lord Jehovah um in Genesis chapter 18 it says um, Abraham he uh, he he served the angels who came in the name of the Lord Jehovah and he was also given a prophecy that he was going to have a son that he and Sarah would have a son so Abraham the, the, the he said that he saw Jehovah he, and he's, he welcomed and uh, he served the angels and then he was blessed uh, with the promise that God would return and that God would return to him and how was he going to see that Jehovah the Lord returned to him it was, uh, in, uh, this, it was to be displayed by him having a child and that you, you are going to see me by bearing a child is what that meant so Abraham uh, what was his faith? the Romans chapter four seventeen describes Abraham's faith that uh so he is our Father in the sight of God in whom he believed the God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were, so calls so the God of Abraham was the God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. So calls things that are not as though they were. This means that he is a creator who brings into existence from nothing. He called the light to be. He called the expanse to be and he called the vegetation and trees to be. He called things that are not as though they were and he is the creator God. So Abraham at that moment, uh, he was past childbearing age him and Sarah were past childbearing age but and at the age of 100 when they bore a child it was seeing God coming it it was seeing God returning coming into their bloodline and that that is what they believe do you understand so he performed the countless miracles signs and wonders in the end God is basically saying that you have to believe in God as Abraham did that he is the creator God all these miraculous signs and wonders were displayed the reason why he did that was to show that he the creator God is is coming as man it is written in Genesis 1 it is the creator God who came in the flesh in the body of a man but he is still the creator and that is what these miraculous signs and wonders were designed to do to bring them to believe So the word says in John chapter 14, 1, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. It does not mean that believe in God and believe in me. It means you believe in God. Your trust also is in me. It's not God and the Son separately, but it is God and the Son are one, are the same, meaning that Jesus Christ is the creator. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. That I will take you to be with me. So for the disciples who follow Jesus, this is the promise that he gave. And... um and uh, perhaps Jesus wanted to uh, scare them so he said I am going somewhere and you're not going to see me again and the disciples started to worry and be concerned where are you going Lord um, as they were getting the feels that uh, initially they were um, they were maybe wary but then they continued to follow him and um, at the beginning it was hard but they were seeing more and more of these miraculous signs and wonders and miracles and Um, They wanted to be with him uh, and learn his teachings and that we love you so dearly. We want to be with you forever. But Jesus said, I'm going to go. It is time for me to leave, but do not let your hearts be troubled. That if you believe in God, trust in me. There are many houses, there are many, uh, that my father's house, in my father's house are many rooms that I am going there to prepare a place for you, that if it were not so, I would not have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you, and it, it is a place where you are going to be living forever. So do you want to live here in longevity, live here for many years? Does anybody want to live here for a long time? But he said, I am preparing a place for you. It is an eternal place for you and when it is ready when it's done i'm going to come back to take you to be with me so he's talking about a place a dwelling place so the first sermon we talked we we heard about time um now we are uh talking about a place we are talking about a space here today amen so this place jesus is going to take us to this place he is going to come back and he is going to take us to this place and so wait and do not let your hearts be troubled so now we, he said after all the miracles that he performed there were still people who were not keeping the sabbath uh so that was one big reason why just just he was as he was not keeping the sabbath was a good enough reason alone to be put to death so the Sabbath was for remembering, remembering the Creator God, and on the Sabbath day, Jesus was do, doing things and he went against the Sabbath laws, and it led him to be crucified. Then he defied the laws of the Sabbath, and it's ironic that he died on the cross. Um, so remember the thieves? One thief said to Jesus, When you go to paradise, remember me, I want to go there too. He he requested he, uh, je- uh, pleaded with Jesus and. So this thief is a murderer who was being crucified, mm-hmm. um. So, it this worst type of criminal to be crucified right besides Jesus. Uh, he was a real criminal and, a thi- And this thief was saying, "Lord, when you go to paradise, remember me. Uh, take me there with you." And Jesus said you will be in paradise with me you will be in paradise tonight with me So when Jesus died on the cross um this thief received permission to go to paradise and then Jesus said uh, when he died it is finished So who killed him it is the creation that killed the creator can this be forgiven even a man who commits murder against another man cannot be forgiven, but for man for creation to kill the Creator, how can a mere creation kill my son, the Creator God, who came in the flesh, that you kill God? It is unforgivable, but God already had a plan before creation, before time, the plan to redeem all mankind. So that is why even though mankind was out to kill him, he did not avoid it. He faced it and he said, it is finished. And when he died on the cross, his body was torn. He was uh, nailed. He was pierced. But through his torn flesh, um, blood flowed. So now let us turn to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 therefore Hebrews chapter 10 19 therefore brothers since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body the curtain that is his body so in the temple of Jerusalem when Jesus died on the cross the curtain tore in half this veil so this veil Um, Was torn in half. And uh, it cannot be torn. Even if there was an earthquake. That's how thick it was. But how could that be torn in half? We don't know how. But when Jesus died. Nobody knows. But in the Bible it's written. That the veil was torn. And it represents the, the body. Being torn. His body was the veil. The curtain. So it was a dividing. It was. Uh, part that divided the most holy place where God was the the holy of holies and between the most holy place and the holy place there was this veil that was a divider it was a curtain and when that curtain tore in half it revealed the most holy place that. That this division was no more. That now God could be where man was, and man can go where God was. And it opened up a way. And this is what that represented. So the veil, the curtain, it was the most. It, uh, the holy of holies was the place where God was, and where was the holy place? That was where man was, and the dividing veil was torn open, and the way was opened. That it says by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. Amen. Hallelujah. So who went there first? It was Jesus. It was Jesus who went into heaven. And what was the requirement? It was uh, the thief. Uh, This thief uh, did all sorts of sinful things. And he should have gone to hell. But the moment he died, he was blessed. Um. For he knew when Jesus was beside him that he knew Jesus was going to paradise to heaven. So that's why he said, Lord, I ask that you allow me to go to heaven with you, to paradise with you. By a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. Amen. Hallelujah. So he was a lucky guy that he happened to be right next to him on the cross. And he recognized who he was and um so when jesus died he shed his blood and the blood was sprinkled onto his soul and he was granted entry to paradise so now as jesus kept the commands of the father he could now return back to the father to the bosom of the father and he condemned the prince of this world he condemned and judged the devil who was the origin of sin and with his death he redeemed mankind and to those who he sprinkled his blood, he lets them dwell in righteousness. He lets them look forward to a new heaven and a new earth. He died and he ascended to heaven and he entered into heaven, the true heaven. In Hebrews chapter nine twenty four, it says he entered heaven himself, the true heaven he entered. So he is seated on the throne and what does he do on the throne? One day he is going to return back to judge the living and the dead. It is the throne that he is going to go back to remain and rule forever and ever. And days later, um, he's, after he ascended, he sent the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to who? He comes to the church and enters into believers. To do what? To let them know Jesus Christ is the creator God. That he is the creator who was in the beginning. That he... That he is, he who in the beginning created the heavens and the earth. So today we are talking about the one who created the heavens and the earth. It is Jesus Christ, Yeshua Christ. So is there s- such a sin to glorify Jesus too much like I do? No, there is no such sin. There is no limit to how much we he can be lifted up. That he is in the heaven above the heavens. Even the highest heavens cannot contain him. He is Jesus Christ. Amen? Yeshua Christ. And to those who have the Holy Spirit. They know that our Lord Jesus Christ. The creator God is going to come back. That he is coming back. That he is coming back. And when he comes back. What is he going to do? He is going to come back to bring us back to take us do you believe this so when he comes back i are you longing for that day are you waiting for that day for him to come back is this you do you long and yearn for that day that that he is coming back for you and this is the faith life of us saints amen in second peter three so this is a conclusion that we're looking for 2 Peter three seven, By the same word, the present heavens and the earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. So by the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire. So the heavens and the earth were created by who? The creator God. The creator God is who? It is Jesus Christ. The Son of God created the heavens and the earth. That even if it is the heavens and the earth, that god created it is being preserved until the fire comes so the fire is, is being reserved being kept for that day of judgment it has a finite time limit the heavens and the earth have limitations that there will be no space then that if the heavens and the earth are gone meaning the universe is gone then there is not going to be a space they were uh, this place will be burned up so where do we go the spiritual beings we need to go and live we need to escape this universe that is going to be burning fire and this is to the new heaven and new earth to the father's house now for this uh verse nine it says the lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness he is patient with you not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance but the day of the lord will come like a thief The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. Hallelujah. So new heaven and new earth means that there was a first heaven and first earth. So the first heavens and first earth is this universe that God created uh, mentioned in Genesis chapter one one. So why is there going to be a first and there is going to be a new? Where is the new heaven and new earth? What does that mean? The first heaven and first earth are going to be burned up in fire and God is going to command that. And when he commands that fire, when it is time, he is going to destroy this universe. It is going to turn into hell fire. But for those who live holy and godly lives, looking forward to the day of God and speed its coming, that day will bring about the new heaven and new earth, the home of righteousness. And that is where he will take us. Hallelujah. So, do you... Do you believe that Jesus is the creator God that is referred to in the Bible in Genesis 1-1? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Do you believe this? Who is he? He is our father, the creator. God is our father. Now, if so, if that is fact, that you know that we are not going to be living here for eternity, we now live this life waiting for the day that he is returning to take us back home with him and we should be ready at any moment that we don't even have to pack anything leave it behind give it away there's nothing that we need to take with us that we should be ready we should be prepared and waiting amen the new heavens and new earth the new heaven and new earth so now this universe that is going to be burning in fire um it's is very beautiful. You go out into space and you look at the planet Earth, it's very beautiful. This planet is so beautiful especially when you see her from above but yet it is reserved for just a moment. It is going to be disposed of a garbage incinerator and when it burns up we are going to be transferred into an eternally beautiful peaceful place where there is no death no sin no sadness no negativity and that is the place he is going to bring us to live forever the door of heaven the gates of heaven so it's described as the gates of the Lamb, the door of the land uh... the door of righteousness an open door the there that there's a door uh... there's a gate meaning not anyone can enter as you need to pass the gates in order to enter heaven and there is a requirement to pass the gates and what is the minimum requirement that even the thief made it and with what requirement it is only by the blood of Jesus can you enter into the open door hallelujah so in the 1950s or uh, 70s there was a very famous actor Montgomery Clift who was an Academy Award nominee for From Here to Eternity a movie and I really loved that title of the movie which was From Here to Eternity and it was just, just so moving, it was a very emotional uh, movie the lead actor dies at the end but it's From Here to Eternity that that you're passing on to eternity. So we know what that eternity means. It is the spiritual heaven in the Father's house where we can live eternally. And the earth is where we're uh, living uh, temporarily and that was the message. And now in other words from the earth to heaven. So from here to eternity. From the earth to heaven. So from here Here to eternity means from the earth to heaven, the third heaven. Why did God create the heavens and the earth? The heavens and the earth? It was so that from earth, the children that He bore with His blood in order to bring His children to heaven, from here to eternity, from earth to heaven, that is why He created the heavens and the earth. In Genesis 1-1, he already revealed to us his plan so that his children he bore through his blood. To those who receive and accept his blood, who receive the spirit of sonship, he will bring into heaven the Father's house. And that is why he created the heavens and the earth. And when you look at this verse, Genesis 1, knowing that, then wow, how can I have been given this word this truth to believe when I breathe my last breath here because of the blood of Jesus I am confident I am going back to the father's house as I have the blood of Jesus I will return to the father's house and when my father comes back he will remember me he will cherish me and he will take me back home when he created the first heavens and the first earth he created them by his word He commanded them into existence. This vast and beautiful universe he created at his command. But the place he prepared for his children, the new heaven and new earth, for that the word became flesh and died and sprinkled his blood. By sprinkling his blood there, he prepared the new heaven and new earth the eternal dwelling place where his children can enter. We must know who God is and to where we must go so that whatever the test, hardship, and persecution that comes our way, we will overcome and make it there. Let us live and set our goal to enter the Father's house and enter eternal life.